specters. Whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Welcome to History of Haunting. I am Laura Ackerman. And I'm Carrie Hopper. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I had a fabulous day today, and I'm just walking on all kinds of sunshine. <laughs> great. Me too. Same thing. Yeah. She's you, been a fucking blessing around here. Uh, you sound like it. <laughs> I mean, it really sounds like you're just living your no, best life. <laughs> It's not working well. It's not working well. It's okay. It's all right. Okay. Um, So today, uh, or in this episode, guys, we are going to do something a weensy bit different in that... They're going to be like, you edit it anyway. Um, (laughs) We're going to release this unedited. So Laura and I are going to try as hard as we can to be... um, I'm not going to say professional, but we're going to try to keep it real fucking streamlined. Um, and like yeah, professional would be a big stretch for us. A I very think we're big not stretch. quite there, Mm-mm. but we're going to uh, try not to fuck up really bad. Really, really, really bad. Um, and yes, I guys, I do edit it. <laughs> you should hear what I take out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, let me think. Do I have any EVPs? I don't think so. But as you all well know, if Laura says something and it triggers a thought in my head, I might come up with an EVP a little bit later on. Uh, how about you, Laura? You have anything? Just um, merch is opening this Friday. Uh, pre-sale for the hoodies. So if you guys are interested, please get on that. Uh, Fucking duh. What the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) I'm like, you did a lot of the work for that. So I don't know, but that's what I'm here for. Well, actually, though, the pre-order by the time this drops, the pre-order came out yesterday. Oh, that's right. Okay. But we dropped the Patreons tomorrow. Sorry. Right. Yes. Yes. So for everybody, the pre-order is now available. Please go and get your pre-order hoodies. Um, we're really excited to have them out with our new logo, and we're just excited. We're going to start bringing some more stuff out, and we hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, if you do, please hop on there and grab one. And then the other thing was we have just started to announce our plans for the Stanley Hotel mm. 100th episode yes. that will be live, and we're really excited. So that's uh, that's the beginning of October. So. Just uh, you'll see it on our social media. We're really excited. Uh, we're going to be playing games and doing um, uh, episode live. So we really hope you guys will tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you guys know, Carrie doesn't do anything half-assed when it comes to celebrating milestones for the podcast. And <laughs> I, um, with Jennifer, she has helped me design. We're going to do a lightning round game between Laura and Archie. And the questions are going, they have to answer as many questions as they can in 30 seconds. The questions come from our very first episode uh, on the Stanley Hotel. They come from the hotel itself, and they come from um, The Shining, both the book and the movie. So, so I have a question. Are we going to have the same questions? Like, so when mm-mm. I like leave the room while he answers? Mm-mm. No. So what I... Like, tally the score... No, what I've done, and that's what I was like, like you're like, are you sure? (laughs) Um, What I've actually done is, so I've come up with 10 questions for each of you. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I've come up with 10 questions for each of you, and we probably should have Archie here so that, like, I can, he can be hearing all of these specifics. Um, but he's not. On the episode. I mean, he'll, he, he, he does never listen to the episodes. <laughs> he didn't even listen when he was a host. Um, but Archie's one of those people that doesn't like the sound of his own voice. So he never listened, unless I made him on a road trip, <laughs> which was a lot. But anyway, so what I've done is you each have 10 questions, and you have to answer as many of them as you can in 30 seconds. Uh, my mom and I actually tested it out to see how many I could say so as quickly as I can so that you understand what I'm saying, and then you answer them. And we could only get up to 10. So I'm like, okay, that's plenty. So you each have 10 questions, and I've written all 20 of them out. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, I'm gonna print them out, and I'm going to put them in a hat. And then I'm just going to draw. And this is Laura's question, okay. first question. Get as this, as get. Yeah, right. it's going to be, yeah. Right. And like I said, they, um, they can be really easy questions. Or they can be really difficult questions. There's no rhyme or reason to them. They're not going to start easy and get more difficult. It could, it's just a mixed mm-hmm. bag. But the source material oh. is going to be our episode. Yeah. The book, the movie, and the hotel itself. So, um, <laughs> so I'll just hope that Archie gets all the hard questions is basically what you're telling me. Kind of, yeah. Yes. In in which, in that case, I'll have to throw them back in and do it again because I can't have I can't do that. I can't have that. Um, so the other thing that I didn't, <laughs> you know what? The other thing I didn't tell you guys was that in the event there's a tie, there is a tiebreaker that you guys have to do. So basically, throw the game if there's a tie, is what you're telling me. If it looks like there's going to be a tie, just don't. Like, I just won't win. <laughs> or Archie just won't win. Uh, no, if you guys literally, and you can't say pass. If you don't know, you have to just even make up an answer. You can't say pass. Okay. Um, but if there's a tie, you guys have to do your best impersonation of something of my choosing, and then the viewers, I'm going to put a poll up, and the viewers get to pick whose impersonation was better. Oh, good Lord. All right. Yeah. So we do have the event page up on um, on our Facebook page. It is a Facebook Live event. It is a free event. Please join us. It is... Friday, October 1st at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So, unfortunately for the East Coasters, that is 11 o'clock. So, we certainly hope that you'll stay up to watch us. Um, But it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys are going to win, or you have the opportunity to win a really fun prize. At least, I think it's really fun. I'd want to win it. Um, And then I do have... I do have gifts and, and stuff like that for you to celebrate the 100th oh, um, celebration. But, yeah, I'm very excited about it. So thank you for remembering all the important shit that I literally just <laughs> forgot all about. Um, That's what I'm here for, you know. God damn. Thank God for you. Uh, yeah, the hoodies are going to be on sale for pre-order. So you can order. You're going to be able to order them through our website. Um, we have sizes available from small to 3XL. They are $45 each and then $5 shipping. Patreons, you amazingly wonderful people get 20% off. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're right now they're just the one color. They're Heather Gray hoodies with a black, um, our, our logo in a black outline on the front. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm excited, and we've already got a bunch of people that are like, I want one, I want one, I want one, I want one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, th- you'll be able to order it on Friday and just calm down. <laughs> right? It's, like, I'm super excited. Um, I've been dying to have a, a hoodie, especially from the podcast that I get the joy to be on. And plus, <laughs> I need gifts for all of my family come Christmas, and it's just around the corner, sadly. And God, well, I know. Not to ruin this is a surprise family, but that's what you're getting. Merry Christmas! <laughs> well, and that's what I was telling my friends. I was like, 
we're gonna have this march and this march and this and this and this and if this shit doesn't sell well merry christmas guys <laughs> you're getting a bunch of history of haunted crap so um yeah please please check that out we will be um announcing the merch that we'll actually have in stock probably in another um i don't know two to three weeks probably and uh yeah we're we're gonna be hitting the youtube soon and uh i've been posting a lot of crazy silly shit on the tiktok oh my god she's insane somebody needs to take her tiktok away uh, i know also, i'm so excited it's so fun oh god, you're so annoying <laughs> i know so ridiculous the more she learns the more irritating she is mm-hmm. I every and i said i text her day. in the morning like oh. before work i'm like check it out <laughs> I wake up to this nonsense. Like, I'm like, what? What? Like, now I know what you're doing with all of your time. It's true. Good to know. That's happening. Um, so, yeah, you can find that on our social media page as well. Yeah, yeah. I even made I one of those sea shanty songs for Zane, and she's not going to show him until after we're done recording. <laughs> it's never going to end for me. Mm-mm, no. It's going to be all the time. And that's what aunties are for, so I'm not even sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, did you have anything else? Because, I I mean, did, did I you remember I anything else I forgot, that I forgot? But So, yeah, I did, and then I totally forgot it. But, oh, the, um, is our, we have another episode coming out this week, too, yes? Mini episode. Uh, mini episode. Mini episode dos. Yes. Right. Our yes. Second foray into the mini episode. Mm. That will be coming up this week. Yay. Yeah, so. we're going to be talking about my investigation at the Montgomery House, uh, built in 1830 down in uh, Mount Gilead, North Carolina. And then we're going to have another mini episode coming up because not this weekend, but the following weekend on the 28th, um, Chris, Audra, and I are investigating Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, and I am super excited for that. Not super excited for the pile of evidence that's going to bring, because I'm already super behind. It's not great. So let's all get on Carrie's ass so that she gets through the the pile of evidence. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do that. Ask my mom and child. That's very effective in getting Carrie to do something you want right now. (laughs) Same things. I get it. Yeah, you know. That's why we're such good friends. Um... All right. Well, you ready to get to it? I'm ready to get to it. This is going to be kind of a quick episode today, guys. It's one that we have gotten a lot of requests for, and um, it was one that we kind of had to search a little bit uh, for the history and the hauntings, but it's a good one, and we are super anxious, Laura and I both, to start branching out a little more in into doing more international locations. We've been focusing kind of 100% on the United States hauntings, um, but this one we've gotten a lot of requests for, and so finally I was like, you know what, we need to, we need to do it. So you start the history, so I'm going to have you tell everybody, even though they know where we're going, but I'm going to have you tell them how to pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> and we are going to the Bangar Fort in India, uh, which is really exciting. So my caveat is <laughs> I have looked up as much of this as how to pronounce it properly as I possibly could. And if I am massacring something, please forgive me. Send us an email, drop us a line, tell us how to properly pronounce it. But we are really doing our best Yeah. Um, for people that don't have any experience with the Hindi language. And yeah. Um, so we're doing our best. We are doing our best. Well, um, that story. <laughs> yes. And actually, India is one of our top countries, so it would be a true shame to lose them all in this one episode. So you guys know that we butcher exactly. English words, so hopefully you'll understand. We're going to do our, our very best. Exactly. And there's so much cool stuff in India. It's one of the things I've been dying to visit Me too. Forever. Me too. I just know that I need, like, at least a month to just go to all the, I mean, to, oh, for, to all the places. Oh, God, I know. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, here we go. Place, and there's so much cool stuff. So, okay. Bangar Fort. On to the history. Right? Bangar Fort. Bangar Fort. Okay. Go. Okay. So, I got my information from Wikipedia, uh, thehindu.com, culturetrip.com, um, oyorooms.com, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that, and medium.com. So, 
The Bangar Fort is a 16th century fort built in the Rajasthan state of India. So Rajasthan is located in the northeast corner of India. Uh, Rajasthan literally means the land of kings, and it's a truly ancient place. Um, they have found Stone Age tools there dating from 5,000 to 200,000 years Whoa. old. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's been a civilization, civilization there um, since well before, what do we call it now, B.C.? Um, yes, which is so, typically before Christ, but now it's BCE before the Common Era because everybody's politically correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So BCE. Look at us dropping knowledge so, all over the place. Right. <laughs> um, so Rajasthan is mostly known for its deserts and ancient architecture. Uh, Rajasthan is a um, does share a border with Pakistan. Um, and as a worldwide survey showed in the year of 2017, many tourists go to it for the entertainment and to enjoy the his- the royal history of Rajasthan. It has a huge history, like I was just saying. Um, so many different civilizations have ruled over that part of India. Right. Oh, before uh, you get going any further, mm-hmm. did you say your sources? Did I miss that? I did. Did you? Yeah, you did. I did. Mm-hmm. I am listening so attentively to you. Keep going. I have more I to listen that. to. I really feel like you're really <laughs> God damn. All right. Those are great sources, by the you way. Went, I love them. You went to like a coma or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They were. Really they were. Um, they were. <laughs> so the Bangor Fort is said to be the most historical um, place of Rajasthan. Um, and it's in the district Alwar. Um, and it itself is situated in also a, bil- a village called Bangor. So the fort itself is located on a border of the Sariska Reserve, which is a popular tiger reserve. So it's right on the edge of that. Um, It's in the Aravali range of hills. It sounds nice and safe. Um, It totally sounds legit place to just walk around and not worry. Not worry Um, at all. No. Mm -mm. Uh, The fort is situated at the foot of the hills um, on sloping terrain. And the ruin of the king's palace are located on the lower slope of the hills. Um, there are trees that surround a pond area, and there's a natural stream that falls into the pond um, within the premises of what was the palace. So the fort is located 235 kilometers from Delhi, and the approach to the entrance gate, um, the last kilometers um, of the road is unpaved. So this is pretty out there. It's not... It's not untraveled. People people go there a lot, but it's not in the middle of a city or anything like that. It's pretty okay. removed. So it's not like um, Tower of London. You can just take a little red bus and get there lickety split. Right. Okay. Right. Though people include this on a lot of tours, especially because it's close to the popular mm-hmm. that yeah. Tiger Reserve, right? So people, yeah. people swing in here to check it out when they're also going to the Tiger Reserve. So the closest airport is Jaipur International Airport, um, which is only 88 kilometers from the fort. So Jaipur is definitely somewhat close, but... What is that in um, dumb American miles? 88 kilometers is probably about 50 miles. Wow, that was some fast math. (laughs) That was some fast conversion. Good on you. 60? Maybe 60. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's close. She doesn't. (laughs) She has no fucking idea. I don't. I mean, I only know it from like the times I had to run like a 5K and how fucking painful it was to run that three point something miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you ran a 5K, you fucking loser. <laughs> Shut up and drink your wine. Right, sorry, go on. <laughs> All right. And so the town of Bangar was established in 1573 by King. Bhagwant Das, who had two sons. The elder one was Man Singh, and he was a famous general of the Mughal Empire, Emperor Akbar. And the second one was Mado Singh. So Bhagwant Das laid the foundation of Bangwar as a residence for his second son, Mado Singh, who ended up living there and ruled um, that area for his entire life. So Mano Singh actually ended up naming the city after his grandfather, Ban Singh, and that's where the Bangar comes from. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So the Bangar Fort was completed in the late 1500s. Dates of completion kind of vary depending on the source of information. So 
we know it was the late 1500s, possibly early 1600s, but again, nothing is, is, is set in stone, so to say. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Okay, so it is made of stone and brick. Um, structurally, the fort is said to have been inspired by the medieval Shah. Okay, this one's a tough one. Shahjanabad city. Um, I, I think that sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks. Good job. Um, thank you. Um, that had massive wooden gates at four sides and um, was a precinct that was carved with ornate small temples and waterfalls to aid airflow, thereby keeping the space cool. Oh, wow. All right. That's so very kind of how they progressive. There's water. Yeah. yeah. There's like water in the middle to kind of keep it to cool it off. Right. So at one point, as I believe that over 10,000 people used to reside in Bengar. 10. Wow. All right. That. Okay. I'm trying to like, in my head, I'm thinking about this fort mm-hmm. and, 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 and like kind of trying to relate it to like Pompeii or some of those older, like some of those other ancient cities so basically this fort, and I'm going to get into this in a little bit, is basically like almost like a town. Okay. It's like a fort. It's like there's, it's self-contained, like okay. kind of town. Okay. Okay. Um, the one it was, it was actually um, designed after is still part of it stands in modern day Delhi and is where um, one of their most popular markets is. Really? I'm going to kill this. The Chattawak market. I'm killing it. But... I was going to say, that doesn't sound as good. It's the major market that everybody goes to. Okay. It's huge. All right. That's basically where where it was, where it is in modern-day Delhi. Gotcha. Um, All right. So we are with Mato Singh, who it was built for. Okay. So after his death, his son, Chatra Singh, became the owner of the fort. And he used it as a residential palace. Um, He had a son named... Ajab Singh, who gained rights over the fort after his father died, Chatra, but he didn't want the fort, so he made his own town, <laughs> which he named Abjabgar, and he lived there. I I wish I had I wish I had these choices. You know what I mean? These options are kind of not bad. They're kind of not bad. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna make my own fucking town named after myself. <laughs> Um, Lauraville. <laughs> so Ajab had three sons, uh, Kabil, Jaswant, and Hari. So Hari was given, the youngest was given the charge of the fort. Um, his sons actually were c- close friends of the Mughal emperor, Aurangzeb. I'm sorry, the Mughal emperor? Mm-hmm. Mughal. Is that how you say and Muggle? I, I'm thinking Harry M-G-G-L. Potter Muggle. Okay, then not M U G G L. Okay. No, 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 not Muggle. It's um. It was, I was like, this is getting good. Keep going. <laughs> I love Muggles. <laughs> so the Muggles were um, a dynasty, basically, that ruled over uh-huh. a large part of India for a very long time. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and. So Bangar came under the Mughal 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 Emperor Empire, um, but the emperor, because they were all friends, he allowed them to rule over Bangar. So they didn't. He didn't take it away from them. He let them keep it. Sounds like you and me. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after the death of Aurangzeb, uh, when the Mughal Emperor did start to decline. Um, Rajasawi Jai Singh had taken over control of the Bangar Fort. So the Bangar Fort did remain inhabited for 300 years, but after that it became deserted. So it's not completely known why it was deserted, um, but the general consensus is that between the combination of the decline of the empire and then there was a famine in 1783, and that was kind of the nail in the coffin. And after that, the fort fell into ruins. Sure, because people, you know, they were probably moving to other, like Delhi or wherever, where there was, like, more opportunity, more food, more crops, more what Mm -hmm. have you. Okay. Exactly. Makes sense. That makes sense. I know from all of the crops I've ever, never had. 
Right, exactly. So now you know. Now I know. Now I know. Um, so the fort is actually a small city, like I said earlier. Um, it does have temples, palaces, and multiple gates. So Bongar is surrounded by hills on three sides. So if you are looking at it, you will see the three hills or um, the hills surrounding it. And it's kind of nestled in the, in between those. Um, so there's a huge rampart, which is just a wall. If you didn't know uh, <laughs> along the front, which extends to the hills on both sides. So in total, there are five gates of entry into the fort. Um, there's the main entry and then there's the Lahori gate the Ajmeri Gates, the Pulbari Gates, and the Delhi Gates. So right at the entrance of the main gate, there are many Hindu temples, such as the Hunaman Temple, the Gopanath Temple, there's a Sameshwar Temple, a Kshavrai Temple, and a Mangla Devi Temple, and a Ganesh Temple, and a Navan Temple. So Great job on the pronunciation of all of that. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling strong about it. Um, <laughs> So there are, if you're not familiar with the Hindu religion, there are lots of gods. And so these are two different people, different gods within the religion. Okay. So the Gopinath temple um, is built like raised up and it has yellow stones that are used for, it's like covered in exquisite carvings. Okay. And a lot of the temples, and there's still like lots of carvings around um, the ruins that you can still see. Um, and basically people just talk about how gorgeous this place is and mm-hmm. how you can, like, cause it still is in ruins, like we're parts of it. And you can just imagine how, what it would have looked like back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, some of the, the pictures are actually, and we'll post all of this on our social media, but some of the pictures you really can still see, even though, like Laura said, they're complete ruins you can still kind of look at it and imagine how amazingly gorgeous this place was right the the artistry and oh god yeah yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful yeah so um some of these temples are in a cenotaph style which means empty tomb or monument yes rather than a temple Yes, there's a lot of cenotaphs throughout London, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's used in building the Hanuman and the Shiv Temple. Um, They were also used, uh, Jiri Marble um, was used in their construction, but it's presently covered by whitewash. Like, they've kind of, I I don't know exactly, like, how that works, but they've kind of covered up the marble, I think, maybe to keep it from being ruined. Actual marble? Yes. Really? But I mean, marble leaves last forever. I've been to Rome. Right. <laughs> I saw that really old marble. It's still there. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Uh, huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it just hasn't been, like, restored or... Um, Maybe it does like, want to be, pro- like, a protected... Really yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like, I'm not sure if that's just not... That haven't gotten is did you find anything that said it's like continually kept up this whitewashing or it's just it was at one time and we just kind of left it there now yeah that's it interesting there's Hmm. not as old as this place is there's not a ton out there about it especially regarding when it was actually occupied and then it's just kind of like what's still here is left you know it seems like a lot of history was lost yeah um but um, there is also a residence of a priest um, that is called the Perhojit Ki Haveli. Haveli. Havelis are traditional homes um, in the style that is local for that area. Um, and that's located in the temple complex. Um, so if you're walking through, next in order would be the Nachan Ki Haveli, which is the dancer's palace. So that's where I would live. Their own, yeah, right. They had their own spot, which is pretty cool. And then there's also uh, the Jahari Bazaar, uh, which would be the marketplace. So, you know, for everybody to get their... I do love a good bazaar. I really do. I mean, who doesn't love <laughs> who a Who doesn't love a good bazaar? Be exactly. Oh, my God. This looks like in Morocco and stuff are amazing. Oh, God, I bet. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so hard not to buy it. <laughs> um, so then... 
It really is. So then followed um, by that would be the Gopinath Temple. Um, and then the Royal Palace is all the way in the back. So it's located at the extreme end of the fort's limits, which makes sense. So they're going to put the royals in the most safe position. Right, right so. of course, yeah. Now they're, up, like, up against the one of the, one of the hills mm-hmm. to kind yeah, of, so avo- like, avoid, back. like, attack from? Okay, gotcha. Exactly. And I believe that's where the, like, the wa- the waterfall is and the nice, um, like, little pond, et cetera. The prettiest things, gotcha. Too. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. All the nice stuff is in the back. <laughs> so, um, also, like, towards that area, there's a bunion tree that is said to be over 300 years old. Just kind of cool. So uh, just almost as almost as old as a temple. That's amazing. Close, not quite, but close. You're yeah, bad at math too. Right. It's fine. I get it. It's cool. It's there. It's it's, it's there. Cool. It's old. It's impressive. Not really. This okay. <laughs> <laughs> is three and fifteen hundred years old. You know, whatever. Whatever. That's fine. So there's also a Muslim tomb that is found outside of the gate of the fort uh, that is reported to be one of the sons of King Hari Singh, who converted to Islam. Really? Yeah. That's very cool. It is cool. Yeah. Um, And so while some temples are still actually used um, by locals, um, most of the others are abandoned and devoid of idols. Hmm. So two prominent functional temples are the Hanuman Temple and the Shiva Temple. The Gopinath Temple is actually the biggest of all the temples at the Bangar Fort, but is out of use because there's no idol inside. So there's also a step well that is situated, I think, near towards the back, like kind of in a scenic spot that um, local villagers use to bathe. Oh, to, to this day? Yeah, to this day. Oh. Yeah, so... I, mean, I, I don't know what to do with temples. that. Yeah, so they're still using the temples. They're still using the water that is there. Um, Con- continuously so, flowing through there or kind of hanging out for... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really say it, but it seems like, it seems like it's pretty... Yeah, like it kind of comes from like a... I think it was like a little waterfall or something. Again, we haven't been. We'll have to go. Add that to the list. Exactly. Um, so it's said that the fort and the precincts about it are still pretty well preserved, kind of what we talked about. Like you can see in the pictures that there are parts of it that are really well preserved. Um, and you can visit it pretty much most of the time, except for sunrise. Oh, you can visit it from sunrise to sunset, but after sunset, it's forbidden uh, yeah. because the Archaeological Survey of Indi- Indian affairs or whatever the india i don't know what it's asi currently property. i'm crushing everything it's fine i'll take care of it in my part <laughs> so it's currently under the control of the government and the archaeological society there and they are currently caring for the property um and taking care of it and hopefully restoring it i know it is a big still it is a big tourist destination mm-hmm. and i hope that it Continues to be, if not for anything else, but to preserve it. Yeah. So, and that's the history. Great job. What are you talking about? You didn't find much. That is amazing. Good job. I love it. Oh, thanks. It was a little bit. You look a little browbeaten by this research. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like a kid that was like real hard book report they just had to deliver. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the are hard. It was like I'm trying to do my best. You did so great. Good job. Good job. Very proud of you. Good job. All right. Uh, let's see here. My part, the hauntings. Um, I dig this place. Time out. Yeah, I dig it. Sure. All right. All right. Okay, sorry guys, quick teeny pause. Uh, Laura had to handle some stuff and I had to find my dogs. And if you can't hear, Chewie is here by my feet and playing with his <laughs> bark, his new bark box toys game this week. Um, okay, thank you. Jesus Christ. Okay. 
why am I not? And this is the episode I choose not to edit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Cherry. Stop it. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about scary shit here, Chewy. Stop it. Um, <laughs> So I got all of my information from Holidify.com, an article by Anand Singh, OyoRooms.com, ScoopWhoop.com, and LakshmiHarath.com. So uh, let's see here. Okay. So obviously we all love a good ghost story, and Bangar Fort's story is one of the most famous on the list. Again, it was requested by a number of listeners. Um, it is a lot of fun to kind of trade stories surrounding a bonfire while camping in the mountains. Um, you know, tell those stories that are enough to give you a chill down your spine. Um, <laughs> so with a country possessing a history as vast and as ancient as one of the oldest civilizations in the world, as Laura mentioned in her part, India is bound to have a fair share of ghosts and haunted places of its own. And this fort is no exception. Um, so, their Bangar Fort's haunted stories kind of increased human curiosity due to the fact that it's one of the most visited places in the country. Um, which, when I read that, was surprising given there's the fucking Taj Mahal. <laughs> I was like, really? Right. More? Okay, just as much as that? Cool. All right. Um, so again, it's considered to be one of the most haunted places in India. This historic ruin of a once wonderful palace is still a beauty to behold, um, with accounts from locals and a few visitors claiming to have felt eeriness in the evening winds or felt a presence around them as the sun sets. There's actually plenty to unearth here. So because of the numerous ghostly experiences and happenings in the fort premises, villages have sprung up far away from the fort due to the fear of what lies within it. Even the, and here, <laughs> even the archaeological survey of India <laughs> or the ASI has actually forbidden the locals and tourists from entering the fort at night. It's completely ruined. This haunted fort of Bengar does have a very eerie negative aura to it. Um, several legends have attested to the paranormal happenings inside the fort. And as you can hear, my dog is absolutely terrified. So scared. He's just so scared. He's like, I'm going to squeak this toy so I can't hear what you're saying. Um, <laughs> and neither can your listeners. <laughs> no one can. No one can. Thank you, Chewbacca. Um, so there are two stories of Bangar Fort still surviving in the form of legends, which have tried to give a meaning to the eerie atmosphere which surrounds the haunted fort. Um, the first legend claims that a king named Mado Singh, and this is the actual king, right? It, in your part. So I think that the, I think the word king gets interchanged a lot by the person who ruled over that area, whether they reported to maybe like a higher emperor. And I'm not exactly sure the hierarchy, so I'm kind of talking out of my ass. But a lot of people in my research were referred to as kings, but they weren't referred to as emperors. Okay. And they were like over it, the way that I kind of took that in context that I did not research at all was that they had like their area and then they reported to the emperor. Okay. All right. But they were like a king, but not like a not like the king of England, who is the highest person. There's an emperor above them. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. And again, I could be one million percent wrong. Right, right, right. There we... <laughs> and I am okay with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we are <laughs> the <clears throat> 168th historical podcast globally. Um, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure why. <laughs> because <laughs> we're sort of like, I don't know. Um um, it's very flexible history. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the chart where I think that's the chart. Like, flexible history. We're 168 globally. Um, yeah. And that was a shameless oh. brag. I don't even care. Right. So humble brag that. 
<laughs> Hashtag. Um, so, yes, the first legend claims that a king named Mado Singh raised the Bangar fort after obtaining due permission from an ascetic who is basically a person who dedicates his or her life to a pursuit of... Con- Oh, here we go. It's an English word I want to fuck up. Contemplative ideals. Oh, I think I did it. Hey. Hey. You go. Yay. Um, this is why we're 168. Uh, <laughs> uh, to who dedicates their life to a pursuit of contemplative ideals and practices extreme self-denial or self-mortification for religious reasons. And that's where we split ways with an aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) There is no self-denial. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, Basically, it's somebody is, who's a person who leads an austerely simple life, especially one who abstains from the normal pleasures of life or denies him or herself material satisfaction. Again, this is where we part ways. Is this this a lay person? Or not a lay person? Like, are they... Not necessarily a lay person. Practitioner? Yes. There is... More like a monk or yogi. Oh, like a monk. Yes, a monk. Yeah, yeah. That word. Right there. Good job. That's why you have this job. Uh, (laughs) So, this... um, They obtained permission from this ascetic named Bala Nath, who lived there having agreed to a condition which said that the shadow of the fort must never fall upon the home of the ascetic Balana. But, Mm -hmm. as fate would have it, as in all of our stories, (laughs) one of the ambitious successors of Mado Singh added to the fortifications vertically, thereby causing its ominous shadow to engulf the abode of the ascetic. Which, of course, like I just said, was... A big fat no-no. So, mm-hmm. lo and behold, once it came to pass, the fort was doomed within no time. The alleged prophecy stood fulfilled, and the Bangar fort became haunted. Now, the second legend, and this one is a little bit more popular than the first one, mm-hmm. is that there are claims of that, well, there are claims that Princess... Ratnavati of Bangar was responsible for the apocalyptic situation which befell the fort. And that is that what you talked about, there was famine, there was, you know, there was disease, there was all of this stuff that caused everybody to move away from it. So apparently this princess is the reason for that. (laughs) There was a local... Goddamn princesses. I know. We tried so hard. Shut up. Um... (laughs) A local black magician fell in love with her. Uh, she was believed to have been very beautiful and once tried to bewitch a cosmetic that she was supposed to use to make her fall in love with him. The princess smelled suspicion and foiled the entire conspiracy of the black magician by pouring the bewitched cosmetic over a massive stone boulder, which then supposedly crushed the magician to death. Um, Before the magician breathed his last, he placed a curse upon the entire landscape that no soul would ever be able to live in peace there. The whole landscape around the Bangar Fort has been haunted ever since. So choose your own adventure, I guess. Uh, You know, I kind of like the princess idea. Like, I kind of feel like if some of my makeup smelled a little fishy, I'd be like, "Mm, this (laughs) is not kosher. Um... I've seen your box of Mac. You can lie. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from to poison to get me to fall in love with right. you. Um, so, as we had mentioned, no one is allowed to enter the fort after sunset or before sunrise. The entire landscape is subsumed by a pall of gloom and a chilling hollowness once the last ray of sunlight bids adieu until its arrival the next morning. There are actually a lot of local tales about paranormal activities in the fort, and it depends on a person, you know, whether he would believe it or not, um, as with everything we talk about on the show. Mm -hmm. It is said that spirits roam in the fort at night and various strange noises are heard. Also, it is said that anyone who enters the fort at night would not be able to return in the morning, which I, I think that's scary. I don't like that idea. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah, don't love the idea. So um, people always feel as if their movements are being watched and the air is charged with a dizzying heaviness. Um, There is actually a board that was put up by the Archaeological Survey of India that says you cannot come in here at night, essentially. Um, Right. Obviously, if people listen to that, I wouldn't have a part to say (laughs) because, (laughs) as it were, um, (laughs) so there is evidence to support the claim of those that say that the people that tried their luck either went missing or they weren't able to explain anything about their experience in the fort coherently. Um, the, the episodes kind of seemed like they were mere figments of the imagination, um, of these people who are trying to tell them what happened. Um, Kind of like, you know, a severely drunken night and you're trying to recount the story to your friends the next day. Um, I don't understand. I don't, I can't really, I don't, I don't know what that means. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) Local folks, like Laura apparently, uh, would have you believe (laughs) um, (laughs) that no one dares to enter, um, that no one dares to build a house with a roof. So local folks would have you believe that no one dares to build a house with a roof in the vicinity of the fort. The roof always collapses shortly after being built, which I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Especially since I just had they, my house built. I'm like, oh, Jesus. They do say that um, as you walk through the fort that um, a lot of the roofs are collapsed. And there's a lot of places where there just aren't any. Well, it could be multiple reasons for that. You could have had like thatch roofs, which were very common. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. And in a lot of places where you go to ruins, there are no roofs because they were thatch. Right, right. Wood. Yeah. Right, which is the case. Yeah, so for sure. Stone obviously does not. So. Right, or even if it was like a mud roof or, you know, something not, you know, there's, there's any number of reasons. I agree. Exactly. So the article, no, the author of the article... <laughs> said that a friend of theirs described how she would feel an unusual chill even before she reached the fort. She described the place as hauntingly beautiful. Um, And they went on to say that they knew a group of friends who had been to Bangar during the day. They had planned to stay the night even though it wasn't allowed. But they couldn't. Um, Apparently, by the time the gates were about to close, they had all got panicky and were just felt like they needed to leave immediately. Hmm. Um, Again, that could be the whole power of suggestion. That could be just, you know, we'll get in trouble by the ASI if we stay here. It could be any number of reasons. Um, Or it could be that they just genuinely. Don't they? And they kind of like they would be. They have a caretaker. I understood it is that you get locked in. Well, they have a caretaker that's there, but yeah, because this this caretaker or one of them has been known to let people in at night. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So, um, this next author said that, quote, I do not have a penchant for dramatics, but while I was writing this post on Bangar Fort, the electricity decided to play truant. The icing on the cake was added by a fiercely blowing wind that almost shattered the window panes of my flat and left me wondering, was it a coincidence? Just writing about it. I was like, oh, I don't love hmm. that. <clears throat> it's like, I don't love that. Um... There is also uh, a number of stories of folks that hear melodies of court music playing in the palace, right? That's really cool. Um, So, and here's where I start to butcher Hindi. Locals refer to this place as the Hoot or Hoot Bangla or Haunted House Claiming that the palace is abuzz with paranormal activity, ghosts and ghouls are rumored to roam Bangar Fort with strange noises and bizarre activities being commonplace. Tourists um, have often claimed to see ghostly apparitions along with reports of music and dancing coming from within the city and the fortress. Um, which sounds lovely to me. I think that would just be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a party. It sounds great. 
room? Yeah. So I, I did, in my research, I did come across a number of visitor stories. So um, I'm going to read some of those right now. Um, the first one says, quote, I am from Alwar and was only nine years old when this happened. One day I was walking near the fort with my father when an unknown man started walking by our side. We tried to get rid of him, but he was desperate to tell us the real story behind this haunted fort. My father carried me and walked fast to get rid of him. The plan worked, but when we turned to see if he was still following, if but when we turned to see if he was still following us, he had disappeared. People who were around us told us that nobody was actually following us. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Um, number one, I don't want to be followed. Number two, I don't want to be told <laughs> nobody was following you, you crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Um, uh, the next person says, after hearing all the horror stories, my friends and I decided to go to Bangar Fort during the night. We reached there about 8.30 p.m. and started exploring the place. Around 12.30 a.m., we heard a female voice shouting from the fort, and we decided to leave. Horrified by what had happened, we all started running toward the main gate. And right then, a wall f- crumbled in front of us and fell in front of us, blocking our path. We started running again until we finally got out of the fort, which seemed about an hour later. That's awesome. I like that story. I like that story. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's a, a rare occurrence that people are sneaking into this fort and kind of trying to poke around. So I think that the odds that a group of kids would be there and then some lone woman would be there, too, to just warn them, hey get out of here and then a while. I I don't know I think there's too many coincidences going on in that story for it to be I agree I think it's a fun story though explainable yeah so the next person says it was the winter of 2011. We heard we had heard a lot of stories about Bangar Fort, so we decided to go there and check for ourselves. The fort closed at 5 p.m., but we had come this far and decided to see the fort anyway. We bribed the keeper who then let us sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> An hour into the fort, we were hanging around and laughing because we didn't witness anything paranormal. Just when we were about to leave, we saw a man sitting near a window with iron grills. So I'm guessing like iron bars? Maybe mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. he looked completely zoned out and wasn't looking at us. We looked closer in the room to see who it was when my friend said, and again, it's Hindi. I did try to translate it. It's not great. Um, ben Chod room ka darwaza naihai. And the most I could translate was Ben Chad was like a name. Um, mm-hmm. Something about the room is empty. The room oh. is empty. Um, the author says the figure smirked at us, scared out of our wits. We just ran away. Wow. <laughs> like, so some of them saw it and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um <laughs> So one of the Bangar Fort incidents is that of two young boys who decided to spend a night in the fort but never returned home. Similar to this tragic incident, another boy decided to visit the fort during the night um, with lighting equipment but fell in a steep well located in the middle of the fort. Although he was rescued immediately by his friends while he was being rushed to the hospital, the car he was in got crushed in an accident and all three died on the spot. So I'm like, ooh, cursy. Now it's getting cursy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, according to yet another one of the Bangar Fort haunted experiences, it is said that a troop of youngsters who went to explore the place met with eerie incidents while they were returning from the fort. It is said that in a bus of around 50 people, while this group was sitting on the fifth or sixth seat, Only they got gravely injured. Another urban legend claims that a group of tourists once bribed the keeper of the fort to let them inside the complex. After nightfall, the keeper let them in with a stern warning that it wasn't advisable to go inside the fort at that time. In spite of the warnings, the group ventured into the realms of the fort where they noticed a boy sitting alone inside one of the rooms. The creepy part was there was no accessible doors or windows in the room. Hmm. 
So in that one, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. They ventured into the fort, and they noticed a boy sitting alone inside one of the rooms. The creepy part was that there was no accessible doors or windows in the room. So how do they see him? Oh, because you can't go in it doesn't mean you can't see it. So if you look oh. at the pictures, like, it's kind of crumbled, so it could have crumbled into the doorways, but you could still see Oh, it. so you Does couldn't. That yeah, that, that makes sense. But yeah. you couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it's sad, though, I think. If you see this, like, this little boy, like, I don't love it. Um, <laughs> so another one says, it was almost evening, and we wanted to leave immediately. It was suddenly dark. We were walking down a narrow staircase, and we felt something like a movement. And then one of my friends started screaming and acting weird, saying all kinds of things. I'm not a fan of screaming. My friends, a ghost, somebody, I... I People screaming immediately pe- throws me into a massive panic. <laughs> Don't scream. Um, right, now you're looking from what the danger is as opposed to like being because it sends your whole body into like a shock. Right, exactly. We're just kind of conditioned to be terrified to run. Like flight kicks in when you hear somebody scream. That is lizard brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% lizard brain. Yes. Like this is how we stay alive. Yes. If you hear somebody screaming, they're probably getting eaten or something bad shit is happening over there. <laughs> then you run the other way. Right, right, yeah. Um, so they say that they tried shaking him, but he just ran out of the palace towards the Shiv Mandir and collapsed. He had no idea what had happened to him when he came to. Don't love that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Power suggestion, something. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, it could be paranormal, but. Yeah. Sounds kind of. So the person that was with him named Pushpendra, who was this author's travel companion. Mm Mm-hmm. Continued his story of the Bangar Fort and said, there is something out there, but I cannot explain it to you. On another trip. My ex-colleague had a similar experience. She started crying and again fell by the temple. We tried to help her, but she was dazed. Locals told us that the Shiva temple is the only place where we can feel safe from the spirits, he added as we entered the portals of the Bangar Fort. Um, And I've read that in a lot of... Uh, a lot of the the research that I had done and, and the articles and things that I read that everybody says that the only place you actually feel safe is in the temples. Every place else, the palace, the like, you know, wherever else, you don't feel like you're alone, even though you know you're fucking alone. And that's probably one of the creepiest feelings. I think everybody, whether they believe in the paranormal or not, everybody has that innate sense that, um, that kind of um, feeling of, you know, um, infrasound, right? Where mm-hmm. it's the same thing where animals know when there's like a natural of disaster about to happen or whatever. You just kind of feel when shit's not copacetic. And right. uh, apparently it feels that way all over this joint, except in the temples, which I think is beautiful. But it also kind of makes me think, all right, well, but Why? We would have to think the people that built the place and the ghosts that would reside there would have a severe reverence for those temples. Maybe Mm. they don't. Right. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is maybe they don't trespass in those temples or however you want to phrase that. Right. Yeah. Um, Or, you know. I don't know. I think there's too many. There's a lot of stories about people that go in there and they get dizzy they get scared there's a lot of panic attacks are happening in this place Mm -hmm. if that's what it is and i'm not necessarily Mm -hmm. sure that all of them are panic attacks sometimes maybe you can be taken over by whatever spirit or what have you is in a location but there are a lot of people that go there that encounter something or something happens to them and they are just dizzy and they can't, they're kind of like speaking incoherently. They're kind of, there's too many stories of that happening right. in this place to make me think that they're just, it's just one thing or another. Yeah. It's, it's well, that's really interesting. Always explainable. Same thing. Right. Yeah. That they're, it's interesting. They're, right. If I always, you know, an experiment is, 
getting the same thing over and over again, right? Like if you can right. like mm-hmm. prove your hypothesis, like you have to get the same result again and again and again. So if it's the same thing that's happening over and over again, there's definitely cause for alarm, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, Obviously, because um, the Archaeological Society of India doesn't allow people in there after dark, obviously, there aren't paranormal teams going into this location. Um, I didn't actually come across anything um, where a paranormal team had done an investigation, even during the day, Um, which I also find really interesting. I think that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good story. You know, it's a good story. It's a good story. I did hear, I did read a lot that, um, they, part of the reason they don't want people in there at night is it's proximity to the tiger preserve and the fact that fair, (laughs) right. Thank you. (laughs) Sounds that, yeah, right. People here coming out of there are tigers and, um, that it's dangerous for people to be in there at night. Well, it, it's a ruin. They're so close. The tigers are roaming, right? So yeah, yeah. Aside from the fact that you know it's literally falling apart. The story about uh-huh. the wall collapsing in front of the group—it's it, 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 a ruin. That's 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 going to happen, especially if they're not actively trying to restore it or preserve it, or they're just kind of like letting it be as un fucked with as they possibly can a wall collapsing doesn't surprise me that's kind of what's happening like unfortunately it's not necessarily being preserved or restored it's more trying to keep vandals but you know right sure stuff at bay that it doesn't seem like they're actively doing a lot to proactively take care of it kind of reinforce it or whatever especially if they've got tigers Mm -hmm. kind of wandering around Absolutely. So the tigers have been known to come into the fort. The fort. Wow. Okay. All right. We can so go, but not at night. That was a big reason that I heard that, or I read, I didn't hear, nobody told me, that um, <laughs> they don't want people there at night is because, right, that's when tigers hunt. I don't doubt it. Not awesome. That's fair. That's fair. It is no. literally right next to a tiger preserve. Being eaten by a tiger? That's not right. great. So the, That's not great. No. It is, not it, it is not great. Um, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, yeah, so I do, I like it. I really do like this story. I think the both of the legends, um, I love the culture of India. I think everything is so, it's so wonderful and so beautiful. And I definitely have been, had this on the list to to cover for almost, well, over a year, actually. Um, so I'm glad that we, we finally did because, um, yeah, I, I, I dig it. I really do. I, I love a good ruin. Um, right. <laughs> I really love a good ruin and, um, I really do love a good palace and a, a you know, a royal family. I'm a real big on royalty and, I love and any place that has a yeah. house for dancers. Like how fucking rad was that place? Right. Yes. Like the lives that these people led mm-hmm. and just yeah. the history there. And we're not just talking about like, you know, in the 1500s when it was, when it was originally started. I mean, they have been pulling stuff out of that area for ages. There's been civilization yeah. there for a long ass time. A long, long time. Yeah, I do. I love it. So, um, yeah, guys, that was the Bangar Fort in India. Uh, what do you think? What have you heard? Also, uh, India, as of... Well, today they were one of our top countries, and we might not see them in our analytics next week, but um, we want you to know we very much appreciate um, your listening to us, and we certainly hope that um, we didn't scare you away with all of the butchery of your history and your words and um, everything. Just remember, we're dumb Americans. Um, <laughs> we're doing our best. We're, we're really trying here. <laughs> we're really trying here. We really, we really did try. So, um, yeah, we hope that that you will stick around with us because we're we're grateful to have all of you. And to that end, um, we're just gonna button this one up real quick, like because again, an unedited episode chewy did leave and took his toy with him thank you chewbacca i love you 
And uh, it sounds like the kittens are kind of calmed down now. I don't hear anybody meowing. For a hot second. For a hot second. All right. Great. Well, as always, guys, um, you can find us um, everywhere that you listen to podcasts, your favorite stations, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Radio.com. We are everywhere. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the TikTok. And we are going to be launching our YouTube channel on Labor Day weekend. So, yeah, Uh, we're excited for that, but we really don't know what we're doing. Um, so we have a lot of practicing to do. We're actually recording. Fair yeah, fair warning. We're actually recording this on our new um, platform, Ecamm Live, that we are going to be using for YouTube. So we'll see how that goes. This is our first uh, recording with the new software. And to that end, Laura, tell them, stay safe out there because you never know who. Stay safe out there because you never know who or what is listening. <laughs> home, Carrie. is listening <laughs> uh, but it is not Archie so don't let him like threaten you with that because he doesn't listen to the podcast and he never has <laughs> no he doesn't but we love you Archie and right. um, thanks guys thanks guys we will see you next week with a brand new possession case <gasps> <gasps> oh no oh no alright bye guys we love you